So I started a podcast. And the reason why I started a podcast is because content is king and always will be. If you go back to the very beginning of man, we've always shared content. And the way that we shared that content was through language and through stories, right? So this has been going on for thousands of years. And today, we just have the facility, the technology, to share our content across the world and archive it for generations. At no other time in human history has content been so powerful and so pervasive, right? And had the capacity to be so long-standing. You have um, books, which obviously some of them make it to, you know, um, be passed on from generation to generation and hundreds of years later people are still reading these books and you know capturing these ideas and learning these stories but for the most part in order for that to occur one you had to be literate right two you had to be someone who was outstanding with their ideas or their ability to tell stories things like that but nowadays it's anyone you know what I mean you have a phone in your hand and you just start recording your voice. You start recording your ideas. Or if you're blogging, you start, you know, typing out your ideas, tapping away on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever the case may be. And so content is king. It's not going anywhere. Um, I think it's always going to be um, a huge part of human interaction. You know, there's technologies now where they're thinking of like trying to link up all of our brains and give us some kind of hive mind. But that's here nor there. I don't, I don't really give too much credence to that. What I do know is I created this podcast because I wanted to talk to you, the listener. I wanted to share my thoughts, share my insight, share my knowledge and my experience, and hopefully help you in some way, right? Whether it's with some idea or if it's with a strategy or a tactic on how to improve your life, improve your business, improve your outlook. And so that's what this, you know, podcast is about. It's me sharing my thoughts with you. And so hopefully, you know, somebody will hear this and take the time to share their thoughts with me. And then, you know, that's where relationships and friendships are formed, you know, acquaintances and things like this. And um, those open doors and those present opportunities that right now at this very moment while I record, I can't imagine what they might be. You know what I mean? To give you an example, my son is a basketball player, right? So when I was young, I played football and basketball. I love sports. And um, I passed that on to my sons. You know, I did some boxing. And so I have one son who's very interested in boxing. And I have another son who's very interested in basketball. And then I'm always, you know, I've always been kind of a computer nerd. And so my oldest, he's kind of, you know, the computer nerd. So it's very interesting to see, like, these little pieces of me manifest themselves in my sons. And so my son, who's a basketball player, he's, like, serious about, you know, um, getting to a Division One college and playing basketball, you know. He wants to pay for his schooling through his ability, through his athletic ability. And I teach my kids, you know, like college is a game and somebody has to pay for the game. So you can go and you can pay for college, 
right? And they'll give you an education, and that varies based on what you choose and where you go and how much effort you put into it to get the maximum return on your investment, right? But at the same time, they have the opportunities, the possibilities to where if you are academically you know, outstanding or if you are athletically outstanding, they'll pay you to attend their college. And then you, know, you get your uh, high return on investment by getting a degree, hopefully in something that will get you a job when you get out, because we know a lot of people go to college and they can't ever work in the field or they have a hard time earning a living. Um, but that's a topic for another sto- for another day. And so um, I taught that to them, and it's very much his goal to let his athletics pay for his schooling. Now, he could also do it with academics because he's a straight-A student. But all that to say that um, I was observing him playing in his you know junior high school and high school games, and I basically took him as far as I could take him. You know, I coached him up to the point where he's playing and he's starting on his team, but we need him to go to that next level. And so we started to look for personal trainers, right? We started to look for coaches because um, the coaches that were teaching his teams, um, you know, they have a lot going on. And so they just weren't available to give him like that personal attention I felt that he needed. Um, and so we went out and we found the coach, right? We, we found the website that promotes coaches and things like this. And we looked through some profiles. We picked a coach. Turns out to be a great coach. Shout out to Coach Kirby. And um, we started to get some lessons with this coach. Now, this man is, you know, a professional basketball coach. He's highly skilled. His knowledge of the game and his knowledge of how to train someone to play this game is like so far beyond what I ever could have imagined knowing, right? Um, he's, he's truly phenomenal. Um, and, and I knew this the very first day that um, we had our like introductory lesson with him, right? So, so the introductory lesson was like a, about 100 bucks for the first hour. And it's pricey, right? Because personal attention is going to be pricey because you are consuming all the time that that person has for that hour. So they need to ju- they need to justify giving you that hour and charging a fair wage for it, right? I completely understand. And I teach that to my students. Like, you can't undervalue what you do, right? There's always people out there who will be willing to pay you what you're worth, right? If not more. Um, but most of us have the tendency to undervalue our own abilities. Um, and so this gentleman, you know, he's charging a fair wage for a very good product. And while I'm sitting there, like, 20 minutes into the lesson, I'm thinking to myself, this is the best $100 I think I've ever spent, right? Because it wasn't just watching him, you know, impart his knowledge to my son. It was also giving me a clearer understanding of the game, of what I watch on TV or what I watch at the park and seeing guys you know, who play on a high level and now seeing all these moves that he's demonstrating and understanding the why behind the moves, you know, the how come you push off with your arm, right, to give yourself some spacing between you and your defender kind of thing. And so all that to say is his ability to share his knowledge was mind-blowing. It led me to think, well, how come 
he doesn't have, you know, content all over the web. You know, like I can't find him on on YouTube and and I don't see him with a course, right? And so as time went on, we've developed a friendship and I've told him, listen, you know, what I do is digital marketing. Like I'm a marketer. I create courses. I coach people. I teach people things. You need to be doing the same thing. And the first time that I came at him with that, it, it didn't really penetrate. Like his, his mind was set on a, a different business venture that he has, which is also a, a very promising venture. But the second time that I came at him with it, right, we were talking, it connected, it clicked. And he was like, wow, yes, you know, this is something that we need to pursue. And so what I want to say to you with all of that is you don't know what is out there waiting for you, because now we're looking to build a training course together. He'll do the coaching and the training and I'll do the marketing for him. And so if I had never gone and looked up a coach for my son and then been personable and, you know, share some stories and some insights with this gentleman and develop a relationship, we would never have had the opportunity to, you know, now be looking to partner up and create something new and put content out in the world that's going to help other kids get the same type of coaching my son gets at a better cost because he's spreading it out amongst many people that cost. And so what I'm trying to say is you never know what doors are there, right? Until you give yourself the opportunity. And so this podcast and your podcast, should you decide to create one, that is the opportunity generator, right? It's like a machine. Every time you put out a new piece of content, whether it's a podcast or a video or a blog post, right? Whatever medium you choose to put your content out with, it increases your chances that someone will find that and vibe with it and connect to it, you know, and say, hey, I need to communicate with this person. I need to get in touch with this person. There's so much that we can do together. Or I know someone who needs that service. Or I need someone who needs this knowledge and experience, you know, or I myself, like I'm willing to pay. I need more of this. And so that is probably one of the main reasons why I decided that I would create this. The other reason is podcasts are in their early stages, right? They're, they're literally like little kids, right? So I've been going around telling my clients and telling my students probably for the better part of like eight or nine years that they need to create a podcast. I was telling people that they needed a podcast for their business long before podcasts were popular. You can tell when something's going to take off. I could see it long ago. I could see that podcasts were going to be a huge thing. And I'm talking about this is when, you know, Joe Rogan wasn't even around or he was just getting started and people didn't even know about his podcast. I was already telling people, hey, you need to get into podcasting, right? It was completely like nerd culture. It wasn't something that was popular, but it existed and it was a nascent industry. Like I knew that. So now, and what's the crazier part is, I always came up with excuses as to why I hadn't started my own. So I'm starting my podcast now in 2020 when I should have really started it back in 2010. But that's neither here nor there because when 2030 comes around, I'm going to be 10 years in with my podcast, you see? Because if you want one key to success, it's consistency, okay? People who can tough it out 
and do something consistently for a good amount of time generally win. You generally get to know their names. They generally develop a following and they generally are able to feed themselves with that alone. That's not all cases, but generally that's the case, right? So podcasting is still in its early stages and now you have every celebrity and their mother who wants to put up a podcast and now you have corporate entities like Spotify and Audible and companies like this, billion dollar companies are trying to buy up all of the podcast companies and podcast creators who most of these people just started like in their you know kitchen or their garage and they're not, they're buying these companies up for millions of dollars to bring these creators, these podcasters over to their platforms. Why are they doing this? Because they know that this is going to be a billion dollar industry. If you'll notice whenever you listen to a podcast, there are ads in the podcast, right? I don't know if you remember, but back in like what was it? Uh 1996 and something like that, when Google first started, you used Google and it was just, that was it. It was just Google. You did your search and there was nothing else to it. Today, you do your search and it's like, you know, you have to wade through a ton of ads. And being that I've done SEO, I've saw that evolution, right? How it went from some ads, but the first place ranking was important to more ads. And then this first place ranking got pushed further down the page to more ads. And now the first place ranking is like near the bottom of the page because it's all filled up with ads. And so the same thing will happen with any medium that provides content because the search engine is providing you content. It's giving you a list of all the content you can choose from. So in front of that list, they're putting their advertisements. And the same thing has happened with podcasts. And the same thing happened with YouTube. If you you know remember back to 2005, 2006, when YouTube first started, you didn't have ads all over the place. You just watched all the cat videos you wanted to. Now, every time you watch a video, you have to deal with ads or like I do, you have to pay for the premium service to not get any ads. That is why podcasting, just like all of these other content mediums, all these content platforms is also going to be a billion dollar industry because advertising is a part of it. And so that means that when you create a podcast and you build up an audience to a certain size, now you can go out and you can talk to businesses that are local. You can find brokers who will get you, you know, advertisers. You can go out and talk to large advertisers on your own, depending on the size of your audience. And now they can pay you to promote their products. And you can literally make six and seven figures off of your podcast. I know that for a fact because I know people who are doing it. So that's another reason to start a podcast, because although today, you know, the only people who might be listening to this are like my cat and my mom. Right. But tomorrow. Right. When this is episode number two, when I'm at episode number fifteen hundred. Right. There will be thousands of people who listen to my podcast. Right. If not more. And that means that they'll come back because they'll just listen to everything that I've created new and they'll say, you know what? I want to go listen to his back catalog and see where he started out at, right? And so right now they're listening to it and there are no real ads here per se. But in the future, there probably will be because that is a source of income, right? And, you know, you want to keep it congruent to where 
the advertisements relate to your audience and they're valuable for your audience. You don't, don't want to advertise garbage. And I would never do that. But my point is, it's an industry that is growing and it's an industry that you can still get in on in the early stages, right? It's just like, you know, the whole cryptocurrency thing. People think like that's reached its peak. That's nowhere near its peak. You're going to see that grow. And the same way you're going to see podcasting grow. And in the same way, you're going to see a bunch of other technologies grow. Look at how big TikTok got. And that just came out. I know it was around this musically and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't the household name that it is today, right? When it was that other thing. It's now. And so where's it going to be five years from now? You know, you know something is important when the U.S. government is trying to shut it down and then they still don't shut it down. That means that it has a pretty good trajectory in front of it. Finally, the last thing that I want to leave you with is the idea that if you're building any kind of a business, right? And, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about lots of things, right? We're going to talk about life in general. We're going to talk about some of the things that are just going on in our world. But for the most part, it's always going to have its slant towards business, right? Um, because that's what I'm about, right? Like I'm a businessman. I'm a marketer. That's what I love. That's my passion. And so um, the thing that you want to build today, because of all the technology and because of the way that our world is currently structured, we live in the information age, right? Before, our grandparents, they lived in the industrial age, right? Our great-grandparents, they lived in this age where machinery was coming about and it was, you know, eliminating one worker, two workers, three workers because of this machine. But now we live in the information age, right? Where code basically runs our world. You know, if you know programming languages, you can build just about anything and you can create ideas out of nothing and revolutionize the world. And we've seen that now in many, many different industries. And so what does that do to the guy who normally would have had a mom and pop shop, right? What does that do for the person who doesn't want to go to college or doesn't want to, you know, serve in the military and make a career out of it and doesn't know where they want to go. Well, here's what I say. I say build a media company. Why? Because to build a media company, all you need is your phone. Everybody has a mobile phone these days, right? It's 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 surpassed the area of, you know, having a mobile phone is a status symbol. That's 80s, 90s stuff. Now, it's just a necessity. Everybody has a phone. Like, just regular things like signing up for stuff and joining schools and joining, you know, uh, companies or doing something in relation with the local government, whatever the case may be. They're like requiring you to receive text messages and to scan QR codes or to get an email. All that requires you to have some type of a device. And generally, everybody has a phone. And so with that alone, you can record video, you can record audio, right? You can type out text to your heart's content, and all of those things are just forms of media, right? They're all formats for sharing content. And so if you start to share content, whatever thoughts you may have, whatever it is that you want to create, whatever it is that you want to express, you can build that out with the end in mind. So let's say you say, you know, I want to have the next big shoe company. Okay, great. 
So create a podcast or create a video channel or create a blog or all three because there's ways to just do one and then spread it out to the, you know, the other platforms. We can talk about that more in depth later. And Gary Vee shows you how to do those things. He's got a whole PDF about it. You look it up. But my point is you start with the end in mind. So let's say, you know, you want to be the next big shoe mogul. So today you get on your phone and you start talking about shoes, right? You start talking about that sneaker that you think is is really cool because there's a ton of sneaker heads out there. Like who knew? But that's a whole thing, right? That's a whole subsection of our culture now. And so it's a it's a prosperous subsection of our culture because it just so happens that lots of millionaires, lots of celebrities are really big sneakerheads. And so if you start to share your knowledge or you don't even have to have that much knowledge, you just have to have an opinion, right? You start to share your opinion about shoes and about what you think could make them better or make them more stylish or whatever the case may be. As time goes on, you're going to build an audience, right? Now, if you can share some of your original ideas along with your opinion, you're going to start to be able to connect. Once you have an audience of a certain size, now you can go talk to you know the marketing guys at the different shoe companies, right? Now you can go talk to the different up-and-coming designers that are out there in the sneakerhead world, right? And before you know it, you will find people who would be willing to finance you in order for you to create the next sneaker startup. And you continue with that content and you continue giving your brand exposure and who knows, maybe you will achieve to be that next, you know, sneaker mogul. This has been done already, right? If you ever look at the creator of FUBU on Shark Tank, he's already laid out the he's already laid out the the you know the framework for you. Go back, read his history, learn how he did it. Puffy also did it. Jay-Z also did it. Jordan also did it. He had the help of Nike, but he had a big part in that, right? It was the exposure. It was the the brand around him and his name. And the most recent one, the number one case study that I would look at, Kanye went out and created this brand, and now he's a billionaire, you know? So it's doable. And the way that you do it is by establishing yourself as a media company first. You create media, right? You create content. And then around that content, you surround it with product, right? Over time. You can do consulting. You can do design. You can do all sorts of things around that core idea that this is a media company. We create content first, and these are our products that we sell. We surround ourselves with these products, right? And so I'm, you know, maybe rambling a little bit, and this has gone a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but ultimately I wanted to inspire you to start your own podcast today. Just pick up your phone or grab a mic or talk into your laptop, whatever the case may be. It doesn't have to be beautiful. Once you get past episode number 50, you'll start to hit your stride, you know? It'll start to become smoother, and your voice, your real voice, will start to come out because you'll now be at a place where you're much more comfortable doing it. And then, that's around the same time that people will actually start to discover you. 
Russell Brunson gives a really good example in the fact that he started his podcast in the car, right? Because that was the time he had to do the recording. And so what ends up happening is, is that he just kept creating content for a number of years without checking his stats because he knew that if he saw that his stats were small or non-existent, he would get uninspired, right? He would lose his wind and he wouldn't want to continue. So he ignored stats. And I recommend that you do the same. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create my content. I'm just going to keep putting it out there. And then maybe a year from now, I'll start looking at some stats, you know? And you might say, dang, a year? But you have to get off of the mindset of, I need this today. Like, if you need money today, you need to go get a job. And if you have a job, you need to hold on to that job for the next year, right? Because you should never try to build your business. You should never start a business venture, right, of any sort. You should never try to build something hoping that it's going to give you money today. Rome wasn't built in a day. Most great things in our world were not built overnight. And so the reason why you should always provide for yourself separately from your ventures is because your venture will take the detriment. Your venture is going to take the hit from you making poor decisions because you're trying to get money, right? Or you putting out poor quality because you're preoccupied with money. So it's much better for you to go out, just get yourself a job, work your venture without it being connected to your income. And then once you've hit your stride, once you've perfected it, once you know exactly where you're going and how you're getting there, and it starts to bring in some income, eventually you get to the point where you no longer need the job. Or actually the job starts costing you money because you could be making so much more through the venture. And then you let the job go. That's my best advice. So I hope this was valuable. You know, I hope that um, it's something that causes you to you know, think and inspires you. And if you have questions, you have comments, I ask that you please hit me up because that's why I'm creating this because I want to connect with you. So have a blessed day. I'll talk to you soon.